0: Hello, this is Josh Morani on Get Your Goat, my hot takes and sports news from around the NFL, NBA, college basketball, NHL. I'm excited to be here with you. We have an exciting divisional preview that we are going to get into. A lot of good football games on this weekend, and I'm excited to see what goes down. I've got my bro here again with me, Luca. What's up, Luca? Nothing much. Excited to do this again. Very excited to be on the Get Your Goat podcast Host Josh Morani again with you, trying to get this podcast on Spotify, trying to get that all figured out for you. Thank you again for just watching this, listening to me. I appreciate it all. Hopefully we'll have some more exciting things together in the future. So to get into today's show, the divisional preview, big NFL action coming up this weekend. The first game on tomorrow is the St. Louis Rams. Versus the Green Bay Packers. Big time matchup. Top defense. Top offense. Who's going to come out on top? It'll be exciting. Luca, who do you have tomorrow? Are you rolling with the Rams? Or you got the Packers? Who do you think?
1: I have the Packers for this game 100%. I don't think Jalen Ramsey will be able. He's going to contain Devontae Adams. But I don't think that will mean much. Considering they have Aaron Rodgers and on the ground they have Aaron Jones, I don't think they'll be able to stop them on the ground or in the air. And I think Green Bay will come out on this one, especially since the Rams offense and Jared Goff's broken finger won't do too good as well. Wow. I
0: think what I think you are underestimating how great this Rams defense is. You are just not giving them the respect they deserve. I think this game is going to be very close. And as I break it down, I'll probably get to decide who a winner is because I'm back and forth. I think this will be a very tightly contested affair. You have the Rams, which is number one across the board in defense, only allowing 281 yards a game. They are only allow 190 yards passing, 91 yards rushing, The fewest points allowed, only 18. They take the ball away. They force turnovers. This defense is legit. They are so good. But then again, you have the Packers offense, uh, about 5th in the league, 389 yards a game. Uh, Top 10, both rushing and passing attack. They average a bunch of points, over 31. And they don't give the ball away. So you have two very different styles of play here in Green Bay and in Los Angeles. Uh, But there are so many X-Factors, so many matchups within this matchup to me, which is why this is the most intriguing game of this divisional weekend. And I say that because you have two best friends coaching against each other, Matt LaFleur with the Packers and Sean McVay with the Rams these two are best friends they were together in Washington under Shanahan Uh, then McVeigh took the job in Los Angeles LaFleur went with him I mean these guys know each other they know the ins and outs of how they think they know their plays I think they can even anticipate maybe which play is coming up because these two people know each other so well and when you know each other so well Maybe you throw something in the bag that you haven't seen before. I think we're going to expect a lot of plays we haven't seen before. I think we're going to expect uh, Matt LaFleur's offense to really try to take off and get to a great head start against this Rams defense. But I think this Rams defense and some of its play calls are really, really going to be geared towards frustrating Aaron Rodgers. So to me, that is one of the key matchups in the game. Another key matchup is Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. To me, that has uh, blockbuster ridden all over it. You have Jalen Ramsey, the top corner in the league this year. And You have Devontae Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in the league this year. And when you look at Jalen Ramsey against top dogs this season, he has limited them, them all. And I think the most impressive for me is when they played the Bills, and he held uh, Stephon Diggs to one catch, four yards, and a touchdown. Uh, To me, that was his most impressive outing. But then again, he's held DK Metcalf both three times he's played this season uh, to Lowe's. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's held down. So he has held top dogs in check this season. Sometimes they're not even throwing his way. Uh, He does get a little antsy at times, try to anticipate But make no mistake about this, Jalen Ramsey is as good as there's going to get as a cornerback in this league. But then you have Devontae Adams. Uh, He had almost 1,400 yards in 14 games. He didn't even play a full 16. If he would have played a full 16, he probably would have been better than Stephon Diggs in terms of more uh, yards, catching the football, receiving. And then he led the league in touchdowns, uh, receiving touchdowns at 18. So the connection between Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is special. So Aaron Rodgers is just special because he's probably going to win the league MVP this year. Uh, He had 48 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, uh, 70% completion percentage. I believe the highest QBR at 84 I mean, this brother has balled out. Him and Devontae have balled out. That connection has been really, really special. So they are going to really put a strain on this Rams defense. So to me, that is another key matchup we have within the game. is Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. And then to me, another huge factor in this game is the Packers not having their starting left tackle Bakhtiari, arguably the greatest offensive tackle this year, the best offensive lineman this year, and just protecting Aaron Rodgers' blindside. He doesn't have to worry about anything coming through that way. So when you have him injured, he's gone. I know Aaron Donald's hobbled, but he's a dog. He's going to be playing well. Uh, Leonard Floyd on that defensive line, some of the schemes are going to bring up, they are going to pressure Aaron Rodgers and I believe they don't even need to blitz they're going to get there with four because that's how huge this Bakhtiari injury is Uh, so that'll be huge and then there's also other health concerns on the Rams Uh, Cooper Cup uh, came up a little funny near the end of the game and then the Packers have a stud as their own cornerback don't make any mistake about it with Jair Alexander I mean, he is a top-five cornerback this year. He has proven himself. Make no doubt about it. This kid can ball. He'll be guarding Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I mean, he's going to show up as well. To me, the only thing is this Packers rush defense. Cam Akers torched the Seahawks rush defense last year. Or I mean, last week. Can Cam Akers do the same this week? I know he is injured as well, a little entry scare bear. So to me that is the biggest thing is how healthy is this Rams team gonna be, as Luca mentioned, Jared Goff and his thumb. So to me the biggest thing is the health of the Rams. How healthy are they gonna come into this game? It's gonna be so very cold there in Lambeau Field tomorrow. What is going to go down? Uh but there is going to be, I believe, such a good game just because of this defense and the Packers offense. So Luca you said the Packers are going to win. Uh what's your prediction? Is it going to be a big win or what's going to happen with this game? I think the Packers are going to
1: win, not too big, but big enough to where it stands out to most people. What's the score? What do you have? I have them winning 32
0: to 19. 32 to 19. Wow, that is not a score I was expecting here. Thirty-two points, nineteen points. I, I, I as I was going through this game, I wanted to save a Rams. I do want to save a Rams, and I think with the health of the team, I'm gonna to have to go with the Packers. I don't like it. I was saying I was gonna go with the Rams, but Packers in a close one, very close, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Packers is my take but I will not be surprised if the Rams win and I'll be happy if the Rams win and Sean McVay makes it to another conference championship so Sean McVay I wish you nothing but the best here in this matchup please go out perform well prove me wrong all right next game Saturday night tomorrow night Ravens versus the Bills huge game Buffalo tomorrow night. Luca, would break it down for me. Who do you got and
1: why? I think that the Ravens are going to come out on top on this one. I don't think the Bills defense is going to be able to contain Lamar Jackson. And I don't think they're going to be able to stop the passing game. There's going to be, of course, a lot of options, a lot of running by Lamar. He's going to put up a bunch of yards all across the field. And I think Josh Allen will also keep his connection with Stephon Diggs going, though for a couple hundred yards as well. I think this is going to be a close game and come down to whoever has the least amount of turnovers and whoever has the last drive will win this game.
0: I agree with you. I do think this is going to be a very, very close game. It's also going to be more entertaining. I hope it is more entertaining Then last week's Bills game and last week's Ravens games, those were kind of duds for me. There were big plays in there, but I don't think they were that huge. Uh, But in terms of this game and this scale, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, I do expect this game to be high scoring. Even when the weather is cold, maybe a little bit of snow as well. And to me, Ravens has the edge because their defense is so much better. Bama Bills. Uh, They're number seven in total defense. Number two in points allowed. They're a very high risk, high reward defense, especially there with Marcus Peters, a man I really have no respect for. I don't think he's a top corner. (laughs) Uh, He'll make a few play here and there, but I'm happy the Chiefs dumped him and moved on from him because I think he's overrated as a cornerback. That's just me personally. There's other studs out there who can play just as well or better than him. But the Ravens did a fantastic job in limiting Derrick Henry last week. That was the key for them, and they were kind of built for that with their front seven, Calais Campbell. They can pack it in and stop Derrick Henry, and they were able to do that last week. But they're also very good in limiting the passing attack. So you have two very different types of styles. You have last week, they just faced the number one rushing attack, and they slowed it down with uh, Derrick Henry... But now you're facing the number two passing attack with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Bills have a number two offense points, almost 400 total, 31 points a game. Uh, Josh Allen throws for 288 yards a game. His QBR is excellent, 82 this season. I mean, I think we're going to be in for a show in this matchup right here. It's going to be... Josh Allen in the offense versus the Ravens in the defense. And uh, I do think the Bills being at home, playing in the cold weather, it is very advantageous to them, like the Packers are up in Lambeau. But Lamar Jackson, I think, is going to make a ton of plays with his legs. I don't want to see it, but I think that is the reality of this game. I think Lamar Jackson is probably going to torch this Buffalo defense Not with his passing, but with his legs. I think if they run the ball extremely effectively, this could be a very long game for the Bills. But Josh Allen is going to have to prove that he's not a dud, that he could have won the MVP this season, that he is a baller. He's going to have to prove that this weekend. Last week, he really didn't prove it. It was kind of a sketchy performance by him in that fumble. Uh, I don't think anything can top last year's uh, performance against the Texans in the wild card where he kind of forgot to throw the football and didn't know what he was doing out there, just forgot to play the game. But Josh Allen is going to have to play very composed and very well, something he's done all year, but he's going to have to show up in a playoff moment. He got the win, but he's actually going to have to show up this weekend. He was fifth in yards, 70% completion percentage this season, And really, the connection, as I've said on this show numerous times, that the connection between him and Stephon Diggs is special. Uh, Stephon Diggs led the league in yards and receptions as one. And to me, that is the top duo right there, along with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I mean, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen work so well together. I'm so happy that the Bills traded that and did that in as I was reading an article today, John Harbaugh says he passed on Stephon Diggs drafting him. How different that organization could be if Lamar had a true number one wide receiver like Stephon Diggs to throw the football to. So here I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. It'll be a shootout. I think it'll be uh oh man. It'll be high scoring boat The snow, the snow, the snow, the snow expectations that they have there. I don't know if it's going to affect them. I know Lamar says he don't play in the cold. He hasn't played in it. But I think that's all a lie. I'm pretty sure he's played in the cold before he's out there in Baltimore. I mean, it's snowed there in Maryland before. I've been grounded there on a plane. So uh, he's know what it's like to play in the cold. He's going to go up there. He's going to ball out. He just doesn't want to make too much of a big deal about it. But a lot of people are on the Ravens train, as I'm back and forth as I am with all these matchups this weekend. So, Luca, you said you got the Ravens. What's your prediction in this game? I think it's going to be high scoring, but I think the Baltimore
1: defense is going to make the most stops, and that will eventually lead to the end of this game with Baltimore winning. And I think the final score is going to be... 38 32. Another
0: 32 pointer you got in there.
1: Look if at there, these games are going to be similar in these matchups. It could be snowing in both. Both teams have good wide receiver QB duros Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen. I think these two games are going to be very similar in points. So that will be my score with the Baltimore Ravens winning this football
0: game. So. I get, like, high scoring does indicate, it's um, to me, when I say high scoring, uh, you think like 55, 52, that's high scoring in a football game, but it's, you have to consider the temperature, it's going to be very cold in Buffalo, could be snowing, so I think it'll be high scoring for those conditions, those playing conditions, and as much as I want the Bills to win, as much as I'll be rooting for the Bills to win, sadly, I think I have to pick the Ravens, Uh, I just think it is the safer, better pick as much as I want to pick the Bills. I like Josh Allen. I want him to play well. Uh, He's the one that scares me because he can't make the plays on his legs that Lamar Jackson can. And I think Lamar Jackson will step up at least one more week before next week. And I think the Ravens are going to squeak out of this one 35-31. That's my prediction. For this game Ravens top the Bills barely in the snow they get it done on the road all right so that's Saturday done now Sunday two huge games on that day as well the first is the Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs Luca who do you got in that one and why I think Mahomes is going to get back
1: at him for that one college game they had. I believe the score is 66-59 to 59 yep. in that one college game. Mm-hmm. So I think him, I think it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't think he'll be back, but I don't know if I it'll... think it's questionable. Yeah, yeah. But a... Sammy Watkins is out. That will also have an effect as he's one of the fastest wide receivers in the league. But I don't know if it will matter too much. With Mahomes, Kelsey, they still have Le'Veon Bell, everybody. Tyreek. they have the offense made for them. So I think it will be a high-scoring game. I think Cleveland will put up a bunch of points. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Landry, Peoples-Jones, and Baker Mayfield. I think this will be a repeat of what happened in that college game, but reversed with the Chiefs winning this one. All
0: right. All right. And to me, this is the one after I watched that Browns, uh, yeah, Brown Steelers game Sunday night, I was kind of all over these Browns. I was all over Browns all season. I was going for them. But that game, I was like, Hey, these are the Browns I wanted to see. These are the Browns that are in full effect. This is the Baker leading the team. And it was so fun to watch. So I thought, you know what? Let me do some digging into the stats. while I preview this game? And I got more scared as I was previewing it. Because Browns are not top 10 in like any statistical category relating to offense or defense. Uh, the Chiefs actually have a better defense than them, which is scary uh, to know. Knowing how good this Chiefs offense is and how really... kind of suspect this Chiefs defense is because when you look at the Chiefs offense, it's a juggernaut. It is a juggernaut. Kind of unstoppable this Chiefs offense is. They can get slowed down, but can they really be stopped unless they stop themselves? They have the number one offense, 415 yards a game. Patrick Mahomes throws for about 300 yards a game. Again, number one. Uh, six in points at around 30. A lot of teams that hovered in that mark. Uh, That offense is so good. Led by the man himself, former league MVP, former Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Second in yards, actually first in yards, no, second in yards this season. My bad, sorry, Deshaun Watson. I forgot about you, my bad. But no, second in yards this season, 38 touchdowns, six interceptions, 83 quarterback rating. He has played sensational all year long. And I feel that the Patrick Mahomes effect is going to have the same effect that LeBron James does have on us, is that we're just kind of accustomed to this sort of greatness. We're accustomed to LeBron playing great. We're accustomed to LeBron James playing so great all the time. So we just make a small, bad performance, turn into this huge thing. Oh, we need to talk about it, exasperate it. Where we do the same thing with Mahomes. Oh, the Falcons game. Oh, he didn't look too sharp. Oh, maybe it's all these causes of these struggles. And you kind of overanalyze his miscues and the mistimings. But when you look at the whole body of work, it is impressive how Patrick Mahomes has really played the past three seasons. It has been fun to watch, and I expect another show for him tonight because it's not all just Patrick Mahomes. It's this offense. It's Tyreek Hill, the fastest wide receiver in the game, over 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns. The man really elevated his game this level. Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league, uh, broke George Kittle's record for yards, added 11 touchdowns to it, had a over 100 receptions. He's been special. This trio of Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey are fun to watch. Uh, to me, you can plug in whatever running back is back there Le'Veon Bell, Edwards Alaire. To me, it really doesn't matter. You're not going to stop this Chiefs offense because you're not going to load up the box hoping to stop a run, even though I prefer Edwards Alaire as a runner with this team over than Le'Veon Bell. To me, this Chiefs team is just fun to watch. So, for the Browns, what you're going to have to do to win this game, to upset this team, is really do two things. On defense, you're going to have to pressure Patrick Mahomes with just four rushers. Miles Garrett is going to have to step up on that defensive line. The defensive line is going to have to step up and bring pressure with four people. An occasional blitz here and there, but they're going to have to pressure and get after Patrick Mahomes, make him feel uncomfortable in the pocket, make him force up and scramble. He's not the best uh, quarterback uh, scrambler out there. He's not Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, uh, Lamar Jackson. He's not on that level where he's making all these crazy plays. Can he make crazy plays? Yes. Uh, But to me, I fear him more as a passer And not as a runner. That's all I mean by that. I love Patrick Mahomes. I'm not casting any doubts, any shade on my boy at all. I love Patrick Mahomes. But I'm just saying that this defense is going to have to do this way. Kind of like what the Saints did. brought before uh, pressured Mahomes. Made him feel uncomfortable. Miles Garrett is going to have to step up. And this offense is going to have to step up as well. Kareem Hunt. Says he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. It's a little revenge game for him. I wish him nothing but the best. He's had a fantastic year. Nick Chubb has had a fantastic year. Uh these two running the football are gonna have to just run through this team, this Chiefs defense. And Baker Mayfield isn't gonna have to make zero mistakes. He's been very good the second half of the season. I believe only one interception. He really hasn't turned the ball over. He has been playing so well with play-action passing, dissecting the defense. He is going to have to do that. So the Browns' keys to winning the game is forcing Mahomes to be uncomfortable, uh, having having their defense step up and their offense run the football well and not turning the ball over. That's going to be their key... To winning this game. OBJ said not to sleep on him. I'm not sleeping on him. Especially after the performance I saw against the Steelers last week. A lot of people were sleeping on him. Including my brother. But I'm not sleeping on this Browns team. I like this Browns team. I think it will be close. But Luca, what's your prediction? Anything else to add? What's your final take on this game?
1: I think this is going to be a close game. I think the Chiefs are going to make a 4th quarter comeback. As they did every single game last season in the playoffs. I think they're going to be down by 10 points and then come back to win it. So the final score of this game, I feel like, is going to be 42... Oh, I just said... Oh, Okay, 42 to 35. I think the Chiefs are going to win this one.
0: So you got 42-35 Chiefs. I do think it'll be close. Uh, the one thing I am worried about about this Chiefs, Chiefs team that's not being talked about much is the rest that they've had. Uh, you just don't want to look rusty coming out of the gate. They rested their starters against the Chargers last game of the season. Last week, they didn't play a game. They earned the first-round bye, respectfully so. But you don't want to come out rusty, not playing any meaningful football in such a long time, even clinching their division, it's been a long time since that happened. So really they haven't played a lot of meaningful football, whereas the Browns have kind of been playing a playoff game it seems like for a while now. So I think that's the only thing is if they start off kind of slow and get behind, it's you're gonna have a wake up call right there. But I think if the Browns get on top, like Luca said, that I think the Chiefs are gonna recover. I do think it'll be close forty two thirty five I think that's a bit too much in this game. I'm going to go with 28-24 uh, Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will get it done in Arrowhead Stadium. But again, I am concerned about the rust. But I believe in this game, Patrick Mahomes is the guy I want with the ball in his hands. And then lastly, we get into the Bucks versus the Saints. The huge final game. Round three of this season, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Luca. Who do you have and why? I do not
1: think that Tom Brady will allow himself to lose to the same team three times in a row, especially with all the weapons he has. Obviously, himself, Ronald Jones might be back. He's still questionable. But Leonard Fournette's been playing good. They have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, and the Saints, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. I think this is going to come down to whichever defense will do the most stops and have the most interceptions. And to me, I feel like the Bucs are going to do that for them. So I think they're going to win this in a tight scoring game.
0: This to me is going to be the most fascinating game to watch uh, on this weekend, just in general, round three of these two teams. I said earlier that the the game with the most matchups within the matchups is the Rams-Packers, and I am looking forward to that one a lot. But come on, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, round three of the season. Us football fans are so blessed to have this. Tom Brady, the undisputed GOAT, as I mentioned in an earlier podcast episode, he just is the GOAT. This is Get Your GOAT. Tom Brady's my GOAT. And guess what? I have to roll with my GOAT. It's as simple as that. I have to roll with my GOAT. And not just him, but this whole Bucks offense. This Bucks offense has looked amazing this year, other than a little stretch midseason, They have looked amazing. They finished 7th in offense, over 384 yards a game. They're 3 in points at around 31. Very high scoring. They have a second passing attack led by Tom Brady. People were doubting Tom Brady, but as I've already said before, he's the GOAT. You just don't doubt Tom Brady. With his third in passing yards a game at uh, 290-40 touchdown passes this year, He's been simply amazing at 43 years old. It has been phenomenal to watch him play for so long and to watch him play so well. Tom Brady is the key in this game, not turning the ball over, but getting it out to his playmakers, which he has a plethora of. His wide receivers, Mike Evans. Mike Evans said he's going to be a little bit more healthy this week. Last week, he to me, he looked great. Coming off that hyperextended knee, uh, Antonio Brown had an amazing uh, catch and run for a touchdown. Chris Godwin was a little quiet last week, but you know, you expect him to get involved. You have Gronkowski, uh, Cameron Brait, Scotty Miller. You just have so much talent for him to throw the football to, to really have them make plays. But without Tom Brady, they would not succeed, they would not be where they were at. Without him, and then as Lucas said, Ronald Jones' uh, status still up in the air. We don't know, but his status has been up in the air for a while now. And Leonard Fournette has really carried the rock for this team. Last week, he has performed well against the Redskins. Uh, he's come up before in big time and stepped up. People forget that, I believe, in college he rushed for 2,000 yards on the Jags when they were making it to the playoffs. He was leading rusher. He was top five in rushing because he is that good. Of course, he had his ankle injuries, but Leonard Fournette, when healthy, is a top running back. I'm not going to say top five, not get crazy like that, but he is top. He's a big, physical running back who can also do a little catching out of a backfield. Nothing like James White or Sony Michelle, but he can ball. He can ball. And let's not sleep on this rushing defense. Uh, I don't want to say the whole defense because they have the number one rush defense. They only allow 80 rush yards a game. To me, you really can't run on this team and because they're so stout up front with Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, Ndamukong Su, uh Whitehead. I mean, they are just so good on that defensive front. But their back end, that secondary is suspect it's scary not as good as all is at uh front seven carlton davis has been torched plenty of times winfield has looked good at times but he's also looked like a rookie again at times so that is really the scariest part of this matchup for me and then you have a great team in the saints uh, they were number four in total defense this year in yards and in the rush. They were kind of top five all over the place in defensive statistical categories. Five in points, uh, five in passing yards. Uh, Cameron Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins. This defense, uh, from top to bottom, the depth that it has has just been so good this season. It has been uh, fun to watch. They've been all over the football They don't really give up a lot of big plays, a lot of yards. And I think they're going to try their best to hold Tom Brady in check. And as for the offense goes, uh, this offense has dealt with injuries all season, uh, problems uh, with Drew Brees, his injury, Michael Thomas. uh, The only really full-time person on that offense has been Alvin Kamara. And he's had, like I think, the most uh, scrimmage yards uh, this season, both passing and receiving. He's been amazing, touchdowns. So he has been fun to watch. He has been big time, play time. He's been smiling all up and down that field, running the football. But last week, Drew Brees looked rusty, was efficient, but he looked rusty. Kind of looked like a 42-year-old. I know he's coming back from all these injuries. He's probably still not even healthy from all these injuries. So I think it's going to be how Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers defense dials up pressure when needed. Can they rush with Ford? Can they get to Drew Brees? Can they bring the blitz, but still cover Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders downfield? Maybe Kamara in the backfield. Kamara in the backfield. How is Todd Bowles and his defense going to react to this? Because last time they got their butt whooped, 38 to three, and they didn't make any adjustments. Tom Brady's worst performance of his career, that whole team laid flat. I don't think this team's gonna look as flat as they did, because last time really was the worst thing that I've watched this Buccaneers do all season. Luca says Saints have won two times this year already. I don't think they can do it. I think the Bucks will pull it off. But Luca, what's your final score? What's your final prediction? Anything else to add for this game?
1: I have the Bucks in somewhat of a high-scoring game, not too much. I think they'll end up winning by 7 points. A very close game. It's going to come down to the end between these two old history boys. I think the final score is going to be 30-22.
0: to 22. 30 Bucks winning. I'll take that. I think that's a good score. And it's funny that you said old history boys. Did you see that meme of yep. Tom Brady and... Drew Brees was that History Channel, I was like, that was pretty funny. And uh, to me, uh, Tom Brady has defied Father Time. He's looked so good. Well, Drew Brees is is throwing the football down the field. Is kind of looks scary. So, with all that said, I think Todd Bowles is going to call the right game plan for his Bucks defense, and I think the Bucks get it done. And I think it, I think it's going to be a statement game. I, I, I think it'll be close, but I think. Uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks, Tampa Bay, TB, TB, 12 is going to add a little insult to entry at the end. And I think the Bucks win 31 21. That's my prediction. I think it's going to be the only double digit win of this whole weekend. I got Tom Brady and the Bucks winning it. Uh, me and Luca have picked every single team, all four, yep. so I'm a little scared about that one. Last time I was 4-2, and two, Luca was 3-3 three and three last week, so I'm a little scared that we just picked the same teams. Hopefully it's the ones that we picked on Saturday that are wrong, like the Rams win and the Bills win. I'll be fine with that because if Sunday's wrong, then I'll be in a whole world of depression come Monday when we, I talk to you next. But that is scary. I just thought of that. We did pick... The oh, same yeah. <laughs> team, so we will have the same record uh, Monday come. But I did get him on the wild card, so I will have a one-game advantage. So that yeah. is our Divisional Weekend Preview. A lot of football this weekend. It's going to be exciting, but there's been football moves all over with coaches. Uh, the three big moves, we'll get into that right here. The Falcons hired Arthur Smith. He was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans and has been on that Titan staff. For a while now, Luca, what do you make of his hiring? Was this a good hiring for the Falcons? What do you think? I
1: say this is a pretty good hiring for the Falcons, and I'm not really surprised that he went to the Falcons, and the Falcons were probably the most in need of a new coach after going I think 4 and 12 this season. Yeah, I think so. And I think he's going to work well with Todd Gurley. I think he's more working with a elusive running back. Then Derek Henry, obviously he did good with them when he broke the rushing, not the rushing record, but had was leading the rushing yards for two years in a row, and I think he'll work good with Matt Ryan. They'll make a couple good plays, and they'll definitely do way better than what they
0: did this season. I agree with you, Luca. I think they are going to do better, but I don't think there will be a drastic improvement where... Uh all of a sudden they make the playoffs and darv is a great team. I don't think they'll do that good either, but definitely better than four and twelve. I do think they'll be four better than four and twelve. Uh they have a I think a top five draft pick. So if they're gonna draft somebody high, they could draft a Devontae Smith, they could draft an offensive lineman. Uh they have a lot of options there. And I think Arthur Smith is a right guy. Uh I believe he was just the offensive coordinator of the past two years there at Tennessee, even though he's with that organization for a while. That offense was really potent this year. uh, It was a career year for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Last year was another great year for Ryan Tannehill. So really, him being as the offensive coordinator has blossomed Ryan Tannehill into this great quarterback, which he got this extension and this deal because really Arthur Smith in this offense also fitting it towards Derrick Henry. With Derrick Henry is him as the offensive coordinator. He led the league in rushing, back-to-back rushing titles. So he really is, to me, an offensive genius with the play action. I do have not high expectations, but I do expect better of the Falcons, maybe a a 7-9 finish or something like that with their draft picks. I think Matt Ryan and him are going to do really well together. Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, if he stays, uh, maybe another wide receiver. Or if they draft a running back or an offensive lineman to bolster that offense. I think that's his point of attack because they just had Dan Quinn who was a defensive coach and now they're bringing in an offensive coach. So I think this will be a lot better for the Falcons and I hope Arthur Smith the best. I'm sad to see him leave Tennessee because I think he did great. Even if he didn't call a great game plan against the Ravens, I do expect uh a bright future for Arthur Smith and the Falcons. I think give them three or four years, give them some time. Let's see how it rolls. But I do expect this to be a good hire for the Falcons in the long term. I hope Falcons nothing but the best offensive coordinator, former offensive coordinator Arthur Smith, now head coach of the Falcons, nothing but the best. So go out there and do Atlanta proud, Arthur. All right, next on the list was the Jets, the New York Jets, 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 hired defensive coordinator from the 49ers, Robert Sala? Luca, do you like that pick for a head coach? Why or not? Why, why or why not? What about Robert Sala? Do you like, do you not like? Is he going to fit with the Jets? I think he's going to fit
1: very well with the Jets and all the people that he's worked with on the 49ers. Like Richard Sherman said, this was a good hiring, and then he was always so nice. And it, the year they made the Super Bowl, when he was defensive coordinator, they had the number one overall defense. So I think that is going to work well with the Jets, I think he's ready to make the jump to being the head coach there. And also having the second overall kit, pick, you will have the decision to either pick a new quarterback or maybe get an offensive tackle. But there's been a lot of rumors going around that he's going to keep Sam Darnold, and I hope he does not do that because that would be a very poor decision. He'll either probably get Mac Jones, Justin Fields, or Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence will most likely go number one overall to the New York Jets. So I think this will going to be a very good hiring for them. So who do you think the Jets are going to get with their number two pick? Um, I think they're going to get Justin Fields, cause I believe Trevor Lawrence is going to go first to the Jets, and then Justin Fields
0: is going to go number two overall to the Jets. All right, I I don't. I'm I'll have to do some more research on the draft. I haven't thought too much about it, but it's funny cause uh, Dan Quinn was a defensive coach for the Falcons. They fired him. Brought an offensive coach in Arthur Smith. And the Jets just did the exact opposite. They fired Adam Gase, who was supposed to be this offensive great coach, who was with the Broncos, and they brought in now a defensive-minded coach, and Robert Sala. And I like this because Robert Sala is a fun guy, but he's also a tough guy. And when he brought, when he was in to bring that 49ers defense that ranked dead last. When he came in five years ago, he transformed them into a great defense. As Lucas said last year, they had a number one defense this year without Nick Bosa, traded away DeForest Buckner, uh, injuries to Richard Sherman and other key players, trading, uh, I believe, Quan Alexander. They were still top five this year in defense. I mean, Robert Sala knows how to coach and coach well, especially on a defensive perspective. He's going to bring a lot of toughness to this team. I think it'll be good to evaluate Sam Darnold because he was such a high quarterback draft pick. You never just want to disregard him, get rid of him. You want to see what talent he can be in there, especially with a new coach, a new culture, really buying into this. I think the greatest thing for Vitz Jets team is going to be this culture and the brotherhood that they are going to have with Robert Sala. And I do not expect them to be great again with the Falcons this is a long-term project you're thinking long term Jets have many issues on defense to fix offense to fix but they do have draft capital especially from the Jamal Adams trade so they do have draft capital to kind of build up this team I expect Robert Sala to run this team well Uh, maybe not Shanahan like maybe not the choke jobs like but I think Robert Sala will bring the toughness the grit to this team that the Jets are lacking, and I think the Jets' crazy fan base are going to love this hiring, love this decision, and when stadiums open back up again, they're going to love seeing Sala on the sidelines. Now, the final coach that we're going to get into was the one that was hired yesterday, I believe, maybe two days ago, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Former college coach, never coached in the NFL Urban Meyer, Luca, do you like this pick? Why Why not break it down? What do you got for me? I like this
1: hiring for them because they were saying that if you, like in college, if you lose two to three games, and it's basically impossible to make the four-team playoff. So I think he's going to have a little bit more room to work with with the Jaguars in the NFL. And they say he's walking in to the NFL with the Jaguars having the number one overall pick. And it says they're estimated to have $76.2 million in cap space. And they had the fifth leading Russian quarterback, or running back, this season. So it is going to be nearly impossible for him to repeat what the Jaguars just did in this past
0: regular season. Um, I go back and forth with this one, Luca. I get what you're saying about Urban Meyer. I mean, the thing with me is he's a winner. Uh, he won in college in uh, what was it Boston or Bowling Green, uh, Utah, uh, Florida, Ohio State. He went all over the place, going 187 and 32, uh, three national championships, two with Florida, one with Ohio State. I mean, he won everywhere he went. He dominated Florida, Florida, and that whole side of the East Division until Nick Saban uh, ran the West and ran him out of town. And then uh, he went to Ohio State and he dominated the Big Ten. It was basically Urban's Urban's division for seven years. That's how dominant it was. It was really Urban versus everyone else. So I think he is going to be in for a wake-up call coming into the NFL where he has to play in the same division as Derrick Henry and the Titans twice a year, this Colts defense twice a year. And uh I forget the other team in that division other than Jaguars, but that's okay. Uh I don't think they're that important. But I'm sorry if I'm wrong on that whoever that mystery team is out there. I'm sorry. It's it's not my fault. Uh I just don't value them of any importance to me. But I'm probably wrong. It's probably like the Panthers, no, it can't be the Panthers. It is the Houston oh my God, I'm so sorry, Deshaun Watson. I'm so sorry. But with uh what you've been doing, you might get traded. So you might not even be there. And Urban Meyer won't have to worry about you. Uh, but if he does, he'll probably have nightmares because I believe you did beat him in the Fiesta Bowl. So that would be nice to you just beat Urban Meyer again, because I'm a Michigan fan. I don't like Urban Meyer. I do wish him success. I know his health has been an issue in the past. I just don't want him getting into a situation that he's not fully aware of. I know he says he's taken the protocols and he knows exactly what he's doing but I hopefully think that he's in a right spot I know he likes it down in Florida and I hope this is the right fit for him and it is going to be a tough go for him I think it is a good hire as Lucas said I think they could improve drastically with all that cap space with the draft pick they could make a lot of moves it's just going to be on Urban Meyer to coach that team and can he do it? do it is that great as a level Is we're accustomed to seeing him do it and as he is accustomed to seeing himself do it. So I think that is the most riskiest pick since he hasn't been in the NFL. College coaches haven't really just panned out going straight to the NFL. To me, Jim Harbaugh was the best one coming from Stanford to the 49ers. Uh, But now we see where that bum's at now. Uh, Still coaching that Michigan team and uh, terribleness. (laughs) So that's just bad. But then, Luca, before I move to the NBA, I just want to get your thought on this next one. Seahawks fired their offensive coordinator Shadi Russell. Very upset about it. Their offensive coordinator said it was just two different philosophies. Uh, P. Carroll says they want to run the football more. One can insinuate that Schottenheimer wanted to throw the football more. Shoddy and Russell had career years together. Uh, do you think this? Do you think the end result of them firing Shoddy? is going to be good for Russell in the end, or do you think this won't be good for Russell and the Seahawks? This is going to be
1: horrible, because the Seahawks do not have an elite running back to run the ball with. Yes, Carson's good, but he is not a top-five running back. So I think that is a horrible decision. Russell Wilson with all of his weapons, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, So I think this was very poor, and this could lead to Pete Carroll getting fired because Russell Wilson wants to throw the ball more, and everyone wants to see him throw
0: the ball more. Let Russ cook. (laughs) I agree with the let Russ cook, but I just wanted you to have that one because I don't have too much of an opinion until I see something. But next is the big NBA trade, which was... Uh, James Harden getting traded to the Brooklyn Nets, I believe, for four total first-round draft picks, three uh, from Brooklyn a Milwaukee one. So uh, Houston gets a ton of draft capital. They get Victor Oladipo from the Pacers, who's a stud, amazing. And the Pacers actually make that up by getting a player in Karis LeVert, who is awesome, and they ship out a second-round pick to Boston. And the Cavs also bring in some more big guys so this shifted the landscape of the league. Uh, it's a huge trade uh, for the whole spectrum. James Harden moving out of the West, going to the East. Uh, this, the Rockets culture now it seems to be in a much better place after uh, his dissension. Luca, do you have any thoughts about this trade at all? Any feelings or you really don't care? This trade was so bad. James Harden is a good
1: player. But for four fourth first first-round draft picks, I do not think that this was worth it at all for the Houston Rockets. I think they kind of had to do this trade, though, because he was talking trash about his team, and no one wanted mm-hmm. to play with him. They had bad chemistry in the locker room, so the decision kind of had to have been made. It was basically just, where was he going to go? And I believe it was a three-way trade between the Pacers, Nets, and Rockets. With mm-hmm. James Harden going to the Nets, I don't. I forgot who the
0: Pacers got, and I know the Rockets got a lot of draft picks. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, it's finals or bust for the Nets, If they don't win the NBA Finals. It's all a loss. It's all a loss if they don't win the NBA Finals. If they don't even sniff the NBA Finals, if they don't even make it to the championship uh, game around for the East Finals, it's a bust. It, it'll be have terrible ramifications cause uh Harden is essentially a diva at this point. Kyrie is who know where Kyrie's at. Kevin Durant's the only one who's really balling on that team right now. So that is just a scary situation. And especially after what the Nets what they did they learn anything ten years ago from a Celtics trade when they traded away all their draft picks for uh an older players and the truth, Paul Pierce Uh, KG, Ray Allen. Did they learn anything? I don't think so. Uh, Getting this player I don't think will prove any different. I think LeBron James is on a mission. He's going to win league MVP. I think he'll repeat. I said that before. And LeBron, I do think this will be now the finals matchup, even with Kyrie there, Kyrie not there, uh, James Harden, and KD. That offense is potent. It's going to be potent no matter what. Uh, But with L.A. kind of trying to get back on that championship caliber defense led by Anthony Davis, it's going to be a fun finals to watch. I hope it's the finals. I think it will be. My money's on that, and it'll be fun to watch. But as for now, James Harden's going to have to show up and play. Kevin Durant's going to have to show up and play. Hopefully Kyrie shows up and play, because I don't know what to expect from him at this point, especially considering how great he is, his skill that he has. It is just so fun and electric to watch him play the game of basketball. So I hope he does return just for the fans' sake, just for the team's sake as well. You're paying him, now you're finding him. Something has to be done with Kyrie, and I hope he returns to the Nets and plays well with KD and James Harden. And then Luca, NHL started. We've been watching that the past couple days what have you liked from the NHL so far? What has stood out to you the most from the National Hockey League? What have you seen from the games you've watched?
1: I've seen a lot of overtimes and shootouts. There has been a lot of entertaining games to watch, a lot of close games to watch. And I really haven't learned too much. The Flames, Markstrom, I believe is a goalie mm-hmm. he yeah. could potentially have save of the year. That was <laughs> amazing save. And then Connor McDavid had that nasty goal against the Canucks. So there's been already a couple amazing plays done by a few of these players. But it's too early to call what, who will make the playoffs, who will miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I agree. So
0: yes, I agree. Hockey's been fun to watch. I'm a huge Penguins fan. They lost. Hopefully they rebound tonight. Rangers, Luca was his pick going in. They looked terrible yesterday. They stunk up a joint. Lost four to zero. Uh Vegas looked good last night. But to me, the player that looked the most impressive so far is Patrick line Uh I think he's gonna win the Rocket Richard trophy for most goals scored. He has looked Hold amazing. Up. What, Luca, what do you wanna say?
1: Connor McDavid so far has been the most entertaining player. He's the one that had that Freaking nasty goal. He freaking sped up on the boards, ran down, cut out, and then sniped that baby.
0: That was nice, but Patrick Laine, that overtime winner, was so good yesterday. And it isn't just his goals that are good, but he's playing with a defensive edge as well. I think he's going to be a point-per-game player this season, and... He was also defending his teammate Kyle Connor after he took a nasty hit to the board. So it's gonna be scrappy, especially that Canada division, the North Division. But watching hockey back is so much fun. Uh Patrick Line, my rocket Richard favorite. Me and Luca will get more into our hockey MVP favorites, all that talk in later podcasts. But right now, he is my rocket Richard favorite. And there's a lot of NHL on this weekend. NHL fans, be watching. And then this weekend, there's also some big college basketball games. Ohio State, Illinois, these are all top 25 matchups. Michigan, Minnesota. Michigan just got Joe Lunardi's one seed. Michigan's looked amazing. I'm repping the Michigan hoodie right now. They've looked so good. Uh, Baylor versus Texas Tech is another huge matchup. Virginia Clemson is going to be another good one so there is just a ton of sports to be watching again as I have said before it is great to be a sports fan and even if you're not a sports fan there are still good things to watch WandaVision comes out today came out I'm a huge Marvel fan my whole family's Marvel fan I'm very excited to see how Kevin Feige takes the direction of Marvel now since phase three is over and this is our first glimpse at phase four And Marvel, seeing WandaVision, seeing how that intertwines with the MCU. I'm very excited to see that. And the new characters brought aboard. uh, Servant on Apple TV. That's another big series that is on right now. M. Night Shyamalan. So there is plenty of things to do and watch and to be entertained by. But then again, also go out, exercise, get healthy. But there is no shortage of entertainment on these days so this is get your goat my biggest goat pick tom brady that's my boy that's who i'm rolling with that's who's going to be the best this weekend luca who you think is going to be the best performer from this divisional weekend the best performer i believe is going to be lamar jackson so luca's rolling with lamar in the afc i'm rolling with tom brady in the nfc this has been get your goat it's been a pleasure Thanks for listening. I appreciate y'all. This is Josh. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody.